Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Series, the Edmonton Oilers and the LA Kings. The Kings storming back from a 2-0 and 3-1 third period deficits on route to a 4-3 overtime win on a uh, call that, and we didn't talk a lot about it yesterday, but there were certainly some interesting perspectives out there. Might get to some of those a little bit later on Vincent Dehernay. It doesn't matter. The Oilers squandered a pair of two-goal leads. They're going to need to be better tonight to even up the series. Uh, last year, they lost game ones of both uh, the series against L.A. and against the Calgary Flames as well. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas. Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Bob Stoffer. Uh, Live in location at the uh, Rogers Place in Ice District. Brendan Escott back in the fold in the 630 Chad Studios. We'll be hearing from Brendan a little bit later on. And we do have a busy show. Uh, full preview of tonight's game. We've got lots of audio coming up, including Jay Woodcroft, Connor McDavid, Darnell Nurse, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, at 1230 today. Sportsnet spec Mark Spector from NHL Hockey and Rogers at 105 for our friends at Wow Factor Desserts. Brian Lawton at 135, Culta Hockey's David Staples, 205. Our headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky will be Kevin Lowe, Hall of Famer. And at 235, longtime Kings player and broadcaster Jim Fox. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Bring the heat this summer. The River Cree Resort Casino brings you their inaugural outdoor music festival. The best and biggest summer outdoor concert for two nights, July 7th and 8th, featuring rock and country lineups, tickets on sale as we speak. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. And just before we go uh, to today's top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling, we welcome back Brendan Escott. Brendan's available at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Brendan, I know you would have... Uh, uh, found a way to at least watch the highlights because I think you're at the Blue Jays game on uh, Monday night, but the bottom line is that I'd just like to get your quick thoughts on what ended up transpiring with the Oilers. Well, I'll tell you what, I was actually at Real Sports down in the, like, right outside Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. We had a, a nice seat posted up and watched the whole game. First of all, really happy to be back in Western Canada. Can't state that enough. And secondly, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it was kind of crushing watching how the Oilers lost that game, Bob. Not the fact that they did, but it was how they lost that yeah. game. And yet, I still stand here and say that the group seems to me at this point to be way more mature than to let that derail everything that they've built towards so far. Yeah, the LA Kings are good. I mean, these two teams in the regular season, uh, Edmonton had 109 points. 
And the LA Kings had 104 points. They were separated by five points until the final two weeks of the season. A lot of people thought LA was going to finish ahead of the Edmonton Oilers. Um, I know that uh, Yoni uh, Niebenen, um longtime Finnish base writer out of Edmonton, just a great guy, reached out to me and said, uh, Bob, and I, it's funny, uh, last night, Brendan, we had a wrap-up at Pub 1905 for the Armchair Hockey League, which has been in existence for over 35 years. It's been around so long, that pool, that uh, one of the guys, kids, has come and gone, uh, played in the NHL, played over 600 games, and subsequently retired. Uh, that's uh, Joffrey Lupel's dad, Craig, but it was great seeing everybody at Pub 1905. We talked about and I canvassed the opinion, and, and like these guys are all, you know, in their 40s and 50s, and some are now in their early 60s, and pretty much everybody said the same thing. You can't make that call in overtime. Now, the Oilers put themselves in that spot. They took too many penalties during the game. Here's what Timo Solani said right out of the blue on Twitter. Um, he said, uh, I would understand the penalty in the regular season, but in no circumstances the NHL playoffs, and certainly in no circumstances in overtime. Uh, well, it was called, and the Oilers ultimately lost. And it's the old saying, right? Losers lament on calls. Um, if you watch the Maple Leaf Tampa Bay game last night, there was stuff that was being. Let's just say that that was a far more physical game with some obvious headshots, and we'll await some news on that front involving a guy like Michael Bunting as an example. But I will say this I think that. You know, and I've heard from some of the greatest players in the history of the game that have played maybe for both organizations. Kings don't like the Oilers. Okay? They don't. There's some stuff happening around these two teams. It's interesting. Um, You know, and put yourself, if you're an Oilers fan, put yourself in the shoes of the LA Kings. They only finished five points behind the Edmonton Oilers. They took the Oilers to seven games last season. They did not have Drew Doughty, who, by the way, is a fairly talkative player out on the ice. Kings got the jump. They got Andre Kopitar and Drew Doughty. Those guys have won Stanley Cups. They got tremendous pride. Um, and I do think there comes a point where you have to hate the opposition as much as they hate you. And, uh, you, you know, I'm not a big fan of the 1 3 1, the four check or the uh, neutral zone that LA uh, deploys. But the bottom line is Edmonton should have won that game. They're up 2-0. They're up 3-1. They outchanced the Kings 5-on-5. Five five. They outchanced the, the Kings in overtime, and they were undone uh, by, a, a you know, a couple breakdowns, and, a, a, and L.A.'s got a good power play, and L.A. is well coached. But it's a little bit personal for L.A. And so, again, I'd like to ask you, are you super concerned or are you from the school that it's a best of seven, not a best of one? You text me on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Into early today, the Oilers injury report presented all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. What accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Ground, the gang at James H. Brown, proud supporters of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, the Edmonton Elks, the Alberta Golden Bears. It's this simple. They get you the best results. James H. Brown. Matthias Yanmark did not skate. Uh, Jay Woodcroft did not necessarily rule out the potential, the potential of Yanmark playing tonight. Did not rule that out. But if you watch the game and you saw the shot blocks late in the game because you're in the box, well, it uh, sometimes lends itself to 
uh, you know, can I, you know, did he get one off the foot? Did he get one off the instep? Who's to say? Our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling, you need to get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. Game two goes tonight. We head into the orders now. Audio Vault for direct workwear. Specialized to work with your business. Outfit your crew. From head to toe in Edmonton and Fort McMurray, Jay Woodcroft had these comments on Edmonton's management of L.A.'s board check. You know what, here's what I would tell you. Um, 48 hours ago, we played a game. We've gone through it after the game. We had yesterday to go through it and, and whatnot. And feeling stays the same. We did a lot of really good things. And part of it is in the areas that you mentioned. But our focus and attention right now is on what's going to happen tonight. All right. And uh, the Oilers uh, penalty kill. Started the game well against L.A., but cut touched up for a game tire with 16.7 seconds left. And the eventual game winner in OT. Here's Jay Woodcroft. I don't have the exact number, but I think we killed somewhere around 10 minutes. It's too much. Anytime you give a good power play 10 minutes to do their thing, it's too much. I thought, uh, you know, through the first two periods, the penalty kill was excellent. They got a little life when it was six on four, and, um, you know, we didn't execute on a face-off in overtime, and they stung us there. Like, so I thought we did a lot of really good things, but the understanding that they have a good power play and putting them on that power play, play for roughly 10 minutes uh, is too much. In comparison, I think we had three minutes on the power play, somewhere around that mark. Um, but, you know, for me, um, you know, playoff series are about uh, who, who continues to make adjustments and get better, and certainly that's an area where we can be better. Jay Woodcroft doesn't say something like that twice without getting the point across, and the point is, L.A. was on the power play for 10 minutes in that game, and Edmonton only had three minutes of power play time. And you could feel it in the building after the Oilers got the 5e3 on back-to-back calls of McDavid that they are really going to have to earn another power play. Now, the Oilers had a couple loose sticks. I mean, Bouchard's play was a penalty. DeHarnay. Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Should that have been called, or is it a loser's lament? I don't know. But... I'm going to tell you right now, there better not be 10 more minutes of L.A. power play tonight in Edmonton only with three, right? Because when stuff like that happens, people start to raise their eyebrows a little bit. Uh, Connor McDavid spent a lot of time uh, going up uh, against uh, the checking centers of the L.A. Kings. We'll see if the Oilers, you know, with Yanmark, if he's a go. If not, does Edmonton go 11-7 tonight? But uh, Jay Woodcroft was asked about line-matching McDavid away from uh, the likes of Deneau. Yeah, well, I mean, I thought we did. I'm going to go back to my initial answer. Uh, We did a lot of good things in that game. Uh, I was quite happy with the way uh, Connor played that game. Uh, Their line had numerous chances. It didn't go in for them. Um, You know, but I think I'm going to go back to it. I I like the way a lot of things happened in that game. And and, um, he's the best player in the world. He can figure lots of things out. All right, uh, that is uh, uh, Jay Woodcroft. A uh, quick comment on Connor McDavid. Um, yeah, he was held off the score sheet for the first time, you know, in 16 game point streak, close out the regular season. Only eight times this year was he held off the score sheet. He was involved in the Bouchard power play goal. Just, uh, you know, for Vincent DeHarnay, he had a tough moment. Jay Woodcroft expects him to bounce back tonight. 
Those things happen. It's the playoffs. Uh, he's no different than anybody else. Uh, he got his feet wet in an NHL playoff game. And, um, you know, he's going to continue to get better. He's an important part of our team. Message to him, keep on being Vincent DeHarnay. We'll be just fine. Plays 1959 a game. All right, uh, Brendan, I asked the listeners their thoughts on the on the penalty on DeHarnay. What are yours? I got to be honest with you. I mean, he's he swung his stick at his feet. So if I'm the referee standing there, and that's what I see, that to me, I I, I have to make that call. The issue I have with it was it was the sixth consecutive or six out of seven straight calls for Los Angeles. So uh, that's that's where I draw the line. Yeah, the marbles tend to even up usually. The Big L Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, he says it's both. He says, Bob, the, it should not have been called, and it's a loser's lament. There's six games available, so the same kind of call could go Edmonton's way. Another texter says, uh, Chad from PG says, overtime would not have happened if Bouchard didn't take a penalty. Well, Bouchard's was a penalty. Like, he cross-checked him right in the upper body. Um, uh, Bob Vogel got hauled down at center ice. There was no, and we could do this all day. And that's the challenge uh, with how it kinds of work. Uh, it kind of works. You, you could do this literally all day. There's a huge judgmental factor at times on how games are officiated, and for that matter, for that matter, managed. This text comes in saying, "Bob, Oilers are still going to win the series. You clean up the stick penalties and keep the push on. This team wins, and a bit of hockey god puck luck, and we'll be the 2023 champions." Well, there you go. There's good confidence from that texter. You can uh, text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Time to hear from the players in the Oilers now. Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. Connor McDavid had these thoughts. Now, this was taken yesterday when he spoke on the Oilers blowing a two-goal lead. You know, sometimes when you're holding the lead, you have a tendency to sit back a little bit more. I thought we did that a little too much. Um, you know, allowed them to uh, start to feel good. But still, I thought we uh, we checked well. You know, obviously, uh, you know, we took too many penalties. I thought, you know, I don't think anyone's surprised to, say, to, to, to hear that. So you can't take six penalties in a playoff game. Uh, and McDavid was asked, can you learn from last year's series where you fell behind one nothing to L.A. as well? The past doesn't predict the future here, so um, you know I liked what we did last year in Game Two. I thought uh, we've played well in Game Twos historically, but um, you know that doesn't mean a whole lot come uh, come puck drop Wednesday. But um, you know obviously it's a big one for us, and I would look to to to, to see some urgency. All right. Meanwhile, Darnell Urs says the Oilers have felt playoff adversity before. I mean, this is this is the playoffs, and this is a you're playing against really good teams at this point in the year, and you, you expect to be in series for a long time. So um, there's no no difference in the approach coming to the ring today than uh, you know for game one. We're, we're coming hungry to, to try to get a win. Uh, they got the better of us uh, in game one, and we got to make make some adjustments and bring our game up another level to to try to get the results tonight. Meanwhile, Ryan Nugent Hopkins shared his opinion on the Oilers' ability to rebound from losses. Yeah, I think uh, um, I, I think as the years have gone on and uh, even the season's gone on, we've definitely gotten a lot better at that. We've gotten a lot more confidence uh, in our ability to, to be able to hold on, hold on to those games. And uh, it's playoffs and stuff like that happens, and we got to be able to uh, come back even stronger and be resilient in here. And uh, sorry, yeah, I mean it's uh, like I said, stuff like that happens, and uh, you can't dwell on it. You can't get too down, and um, uh, we get another chance tonight. There you go. Let's uh, head off to break here at 1222 in Edmonton when we return NHL today for elite promotional marketing. And uh, we'll, we'll get to game day lineup report for McGuire Financial as well. You're listening to Oilers now live in Rogers Place. Do you want to mention to you the Oilers Superfan Contest here on 630 Chad is going to take place. Uh, it's going to send one Oilers Superfan and a guest to uh, game two tonight. 
Uh, we want to hear all about the Oilers super fan in your life and why they should be at the game to take on the LA Kings tonight. You can nominate yourself or somebody you know who bleeds orange and blue. We'll be announcing the winner today at 317 on Chelsea on Ched. And Brendan Escott, where do people go to? Uh, they go to the contest page or where, where do they go for this? That's exactly right. Contest page at 630ched.com. There you have it. Uh, there is lots happening in the building tonight. Uh, that we can tell you. Um, and it will mention to you that the uh, doors will open at 6.30. Uh, as always, Oilers fans are encouraged to wear orange. There are two outdoor watch parties in Ice District. Brett Kissel will be headlining the Ford tailgate party tonight as well. All right. Uh, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. But at this time, oh, where did I put it? Bob, find the script. Yes, there it is. Uh, we are going to go to NHL today for Drew Shamahorn and the staff at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Brendan, what do you got? Three other games tonight. Carolina leading the Islanders 1-0 in that series. The Bruins take a game lead uh, into Game 2 against Florida, but will not have Captain Patrice Bergeron again tonight. Also, Minnesota trying to steal a second road game in Dallas. No Joe Pavel for the Stars, not so surprising after Matt Dumba knocked him out of Game 1. Oilers-Kings meet in Game 2, 8 o'clock tonight. Coverage starts at 6 on 6.30. Ched, Michael Bunting has a hearing in about a half an hour with the league for his hit on Eric Cernak in Game 1 last night. Vancouver signed Elias Pettersson to an entry-level contract. Uh, no, not that Elias Pettersson. The other one, they drafted him in the third round of 2022. He's a D-man. And Bakersfield beginning its playoff series against Abbotsford on the road tonight. Uh, there you have it. It is 12:27 in Edmonton. Randy Kilburn's coming up with a global news, weather, traffic update, uh, and Mark Spector uh, will be joining us for GenStar and the new peaceful oasis tucked away in Northeast Edmonton with Kristalina Nira. Uh, Mark Spector at 12:35 today. You're listening to Oilers Now.